You're listening to the Coach and Joe podcast, conversations on friendship with God. Welcome to Coach and <laughs> I wanted to intentionally mess it up. Okay. Well, you did. Welcome yeah. to Coach and Joe. I asked Mike to intro it, and he said he's going to be awkward, and he was. Yeah. You've, at was least you're point. honest. You're truthful. Your eyes are like yellow. I'm very prophetic. You've got cool eyes, man. My not eyes. the whites of my eyes. No, no, gosh, no. Not the whites of your eyes. They're the coolest looking eyes ever. My eyes look, have you ever seen like, like mud? I have. Like just I mud. have seen mud. Not in South Carolina. And there's clay here. It's the weirdest thing. Yeah. That's not a northern thing. South Carolina clay is the most obnoxious. It gets everywhere on your clothes, shoes. People, all right, I have a, I have an issue that I want to talk, sorry, I'm sorry. I have, I want to talk about something, okay? In South Carolina, the, I don't know where this started or why this is okay, but people wear shoes in their houses. Like you go to somebody's house and you don't take your shoes off. It's the strangest thing to me. It's pretty nasty. It's pretty gross. Yeah. Like where I come from up north, you take your shoes off. Like you wouldn't think about wearing your shoes through somebody's house. Why do they do it down here? You know, it just it just takes a long time to take your shoes off. <laughs> it's inconvenient. Um, For then everyone has to experience whatever's going on inside of your shoe. Oh. This, <laughs> that's that's a fact. I mean, you have to take a shower every day if you're going to take your shoes Dude, off. Dude, I just threw away a pair of basketball shoes. I don't have basketball shoes right now because they smelled so bad. I left them in the trunk of my car one time after I played. The entire car smelled like garbage the next morning. I had to throw these shoes away. So I have no basketball shoes. Yeah, it's a it's a mystery. Why <laughs> I'm sure there's a scientific explanation. I'm sure it's bacteria it's, or something. It's, but it's bad, man. It really is. Fanon, you're staring at me. I feel like I'm, there's not something wrong. I, I was going to tell a joke, but... What do you got? Yeah, I was saying it's scientific because it's your feet. Because that's where your sweat drips down to. Oh. Hmm. But it's not scientific. And it's not funny. So I wasn't going to say it. I appreciate you went for it. You went for it just like Micah went for the intro. I only believe in science. So this is really helping. <laughs> we believe in, in in taking your step with your best foot forward, even when your jokes fall flat and your intro is horrible. And when that foot is sweaty. Oh, gosh. All right. Psalm, Psalm 127, verses 1 and 2. Verse, verse 1. <laughs> Psalm 127 one says this, Unless the Lord builds the house, those who build it labor in vain. Unless the Lord watches over the city, the watchman stays awake in vain. Let me read it one more time, specifically the first part. Unless the Lord builds the house, those who build it labor in vain. That is a horrifying passage of Scripture. Because when I, when I caught the revelation that I could actually put my hand to something on my own volition and it could experience growth and the Lord not have anything to do with it, it was like a light bulb got turned on inside of my head, right? And and here, I want to just talk about this. Just because something's growing does not mean God's blessing it. Just because money's coming into something doesn't mean it's money that God is funding. One of the things that Satan, Satan tempted our Christ with was the world. He led him to the top of the mm-hmm. highest mountain and said, I'll give you, I'll increase you in the world's eyes if you worship me. Satan, Satan could do that. He could increase Jesus. Yep. He had something to give. Satan, Satan can bring increase. I think we get it misconstrued, and this is, I'm going down a different path here, but Satan comes as an angel of light. Like, we have, like, the imp, the devil with the horns and the whatever little stick. 
for you know these gross pictures of who Satan is. The Bible tells us he comes as a Satan of light, or Satan of light, as an angel of light, which means it's not the good. It wasn't the evil side of the apple in the garden that drew Adam and Eve in. It was the increase it could bring. Yeah, right. And I think when we're talking about this scripture of one twenty seven one. Unless the Lord builds the house, the builders labor in vain. The first thing we have to deconstruct is the paradigm that just because something's growing means that God's the one who's growing it. Right. You know, and I think of that scripture where Jesus says that God causes the rain to come for the... Oh, come on, Michael. Ju- for, for the... Just the, and unjust. In, the just and the unjust, on the righteous and on the un- unrighteous. Mm-hmm. So we can't judge even things as not blessed by God just because they're not financially prospering in a season or, That's right. you know, something right. good's not happening. Um, there's fruit on the tree long-term of God's blessing and God's provision. But to say that it, it's a, it's white and black, it's not. Absolutely not. I don't think there's any blessing that God deems as relevant that's disconnected from relationship with him and that 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 downflow of relationship which is his family yeah um he can't just bless abraham just for abraham he blesses him to be a blessing and makes himself god abraham is exceedingly great reward it's it's god and that yeah. flow of blessing through family that makes it something relevant in heaven's eyes so here's the deal i there's people watching this hitting the panic button right now sure because when we start stuff without on our own volition it's 50-50. Do I believe that God can sovereignly direct us, put things on our hearts that he, even without talking to him about it and actually have us put our hands to our kingdom work? Yes. But do I equally believe that we could start things out of our own lusts and desires and have them grow and God have nothing to be a part of it? Yeah. So my question for you is this, Micah. You've been a pastor for a whole lot longer than me. You've been walking with people and, and walking through life with people, discipling. You, you're, you're one of the best examples of a Matthew 28 commissioned by Jesus person I've ever seen. You make disciples. You've actually bent your life to do the thing that Jesus called you to do. Mm-hmm. You're a Christian. Yeah. You follow Jesus. Like, like It's not extreme. You just do what Jesus said. But that also means you know a lot of stories. I want to ask you a question, Micah. For those who are wondering if the house that they're building is one that Jesus called them to build, the, fa- the Father commissioned them to build, how, how would they know? Yeah. I think it it comes down to whatever you're doing coming flowing from relationships. So if you if you if you already have a business or you're a pastor and you already have a job, it doesn't mean that just because it didn't start in the Lord that yeah. it can't come into the Lord. Correct. We have to shift where we're where our reliance is. Where our reliance is on his strength. Um, Chad said things before that I think it's great about resigning as the CEO of your of your small business or whatever it is and actually writing a paper that says God is actually the boss. So we can submit what we've started to the Lord. We just need to be open to the fact that if he didn't start it, he might not want to finish it, and he might want to transition us somewhere else. But we don't have to be afraid that just because the thing we're doing didn't come from the word from right. of the Lord, that it's it can't be of God. We need to submit it to him and let him have his way. Whatever he wants to do, we need to let him do it. And it's, the, here's the, it's not a hyper-charismatic ideal that everything we do should stem from relationship with the Lord. I actually think it's what we're made for. Yeah. You know, like in the garden, there was no judgment of good and evil outside of the voice of the Lord. It was actually intended for Adam and Eve to get their directive for living from the rhema voice of God. Yeah. 
it, they only ever started like the curse of the the knowledge the tree of knowledge of good and evil was our ability to reason like reasoning reasoning is a is a blessing but it's also a curse and i think it's more of a curse than it is a blessing because it actually it adds another filter to give us either pause or encouragement to do something let's let me ask you this question Micah. when did you realize how easy it was like as easy as breathing for you to be able to connect with God throughout the course of your day. When I realized over time that he actually liked me and that he liked me even in spite of my weaknesses, then I was able to make that transition to spend time with him and actually acknowledge his presence. Because, you know, if we just had lunch, if I didn't think he liked me, I probably wouldn't say yes to, do you want to go have lunch? Mm -hmm. You know, not often, at least I would do it out of obligation a few times. But if I, if I think that you actually like me and you like me being in your presence, then I'm going to quickly respond. Everybody wants to be around people that like them. Mm -hmm. You know, that's just a common human thing, especially socially. Yeah. So that's good. If we're having a social problem with God, it's probably because we don't think he likes us or we don't think he believes that we like him enough. And it's causing a wedge. But um, and I think the mercy of God, the blood of Jesus, I and mean, it's just an understanding that I'm as clean as Jesus, and he sees me through a lens of mercy, and, and he actually does like me. He doesn't just need me. He doesn't just, him cleansing me from my sins, it, it wasn't just a legal operation. It was actually, he delights in showing contract. mercy. Yeah. He actually, he enjoys it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I do like you. You're my friend. And I, I did go to lunch you. with you. I went to lunch with you today. It's getting deep. But I will never go to lunch with you if, you if you order a salad for lunch. I think that that is extreme. I don't care what you think. It, See, that's I our, have, our, our friendship's going. It's, it's rough already. It's a I, rough pack. That's fine. You and Corey did the same thing. We went out to lunch, and he ordered a shrimp salad. I was like, okay, shrimp is protein. They gave him three shrimp, and it was the most pitiful salad ever. And I said the same thing I'm going to say to you. Seth. I will not eat. I won't go to lunch with you anymore if you order salads for lunch. I yeah. need you to eat. It's going to be Not difficult salads. for us to get people back into the garden if we want to eat any salads. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's from... How about you won't go to lunch with oh, the little garden. gluten? Not the, don't, we don't, don't bring that up. We're not going to teach people to eat vegetables. Uh, <laughs> Fannin just brought that up. What? Guys, so how about you don't eat lunch I, with him if he won't eat any gluten? Look, here, that's the intimacy camera. That's the one. I, I can't eat gluten. It messes with my whole life. And it, there's no there's no way for me to feel secure as a man and say that ever. Whenever I go to a restaurant and I say, "Hey, gluten free options," I always feel I I, I really struggle. <laughs> did I say something wrong? I did. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> it's the truth, man. I struggle. I struggle with it. I'm gluten free, and it's funny because I I was probably the chief hater of the gluten free movement that swept across our world. Mm-hmm. And then I did one thing called the Whole Thirty, which is thirty days of just Fruits and your favorite vegetables, salad, salad. oh gosh, <laughs> and meat. And I was, I was actually out in Reading at the time, and I had a friend who was from Europe, and he could make his own bread. And when I broke the fast, I ate a big piece of bread with Nutella on it. First time I really had Nutella too, and it sent me into it messed me up so bad. I realized I was gluten intolerant. There's no way for me to say it and feel good about myself though yeah. when I do. Yeah, I ordered after you ordered gluten free. I ordered mine gluten full. The guy looked at you. And he just looked at me. <laughs> he goes, "I said full, <laughs> full of gluten." He's like, "Okay." 
See, so. but here's the thing, though. I'm building the house that the Lord wants me to build by eating healthily and not eating gluten. You're poisoning the house that this the Lord's This has Lord's taken a turn. <laughs> what are we discussing? What you, we're talking about building the right house. <laughs> here's what I want to challenge challenge everyone that's listening today with. And we still have two minutes and 30 seconds, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stretch this one out. What if God has just been waiting to partner with you? What if it's as simple as saying, God, what do you think about what I'm doing? I think we can convolute a lot of times like our next step in God and make it really cerebral and really confusing, right? Like I think that when we get panicked about stuff that we're getting revelation on, it's like, well, what, what's my next turn? What if your next turn is putting your phone down and just going for a 15-minute walk and expressing to God, hey, I've realized that in my own pursuit, I could have started what I'm doing on my own volition, what do you think about what I'm doing with my life? I think it's as simple as just asking a basic question. You know, that's one of the things that I really respect about you. When you first came on staff here at the beginning of the year, there was one day where I was, I was driving and you just were walking with the Lord. I think you're standing by the pond. And it's so funny because I run the school here at Bridgeway, the discipleship school. Every morning starts out with a walk. That rhythm, I can follow that rhythm really fast with yeah. the day-to-day. What have you found in just the simple things of talking to the Lord? that help you be able to connect with his voice? Well, since we were made to live with him and walk with him, everything finds its being and its goodness in him. So we have to invite the Father into everything because he's always with us. We just don't always stay with him. And what I'm talking about is the difference between theology and experience. So theologically, God is with me and God is, I mean, he's more than with me. He's inside of me. So, what I need to start working on through the scriptures renewing my mind is I know that he's with me. So I'm going to do the act of knowing I'm going to acknowledge him mm-hmm. on a moment my, by moment basis. If I get off and I forget to acknowledge him, forget to uh, express affection to him, which can just be turning attention. If, if, if I want to express affection, I just need to turn my attention to him. Yeah. And so it's just that simple turning of attention. I mean, and, and he just, he brings goodness to everything that we do. So it's just, I do it because he's good. Yeah. I was in a meeting earlier this week and the office was small. Um, there was a couch and two people on one side of the couch and there was a space in between the two. And Chad just opened the meeting in prayer and he just simply said, Hey, there's a seat right there. Jesus, come, come just sit with us. We know you're here, but this seat, this seat's for you. And it blessed me because it's the small acknowledgements right? The small invitations. He knows that he's there, right? When we welcome Holy Spirit into a room, it's not because he wasn't there before, but it's just us turning our hearts toward him. I bless everyone listening. We bless everyone listening to sincerely ask Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, am I building what you've called me to build? And what do you want me to do with whatever answer you're going to give me to that question? Have a great day and night. You've been listening to Coach and Joe. For more information and additional content, please visit bridgewaynetwork.org.